This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys in Ford. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Montesano. Great show ahead of us as we have reached February. Coming up in a moment, we'll chat with the local promoter of one of the local professional wrestling outfits. And whether you're a fan of pro wrestling or not, and, and I count myself in the, the category of not really a, a pro wrestling fan, it is still very much an intriguing conversation very enlightening you're going to learn a lot about another sports operation in town so you're going to want to stick around for that pete king with all out pro wrestling will join us and again a very educational conversation also we're going to talk about the well maybe the future hopes for a local high school basketball team have they been dashed due to an injury that and much much more so let's round the bases locally count me in as somebody who was a fan of pro wrestling when i was younger i I grew up on mr perfect and the ultimate warrior and hulk hogan and sergeant slaughter and really the the kind of the cartoony days of the then wwf back in the 80s and into the early 90s. You have to remember ESPN would show uh, low-level pro wrestling in the afternoons to fill, to fill airtime. So you watched it, and then you, you, you'd learn that the, the outcomes were, were scripted, that coupled with the fact that wrestling took more of a turn towards the attitude era once I hit high school and into college. And I really wasn't all into the into say the Hollywood Hogan days and all of the black and 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 I know South Park has made fun of the fact South Park and other shows have made fun of the fact that there's a lot more talking than there is actual athleticism sometimes in these shows it is much more of a soap opera than it is a performative art sometimes but it is still very much an athletic endeavor And while the outcomes may be scripted, you could really argue that what is done athletically in professional wrestling is very much the same as what people celebrate with gymnastics, with what they celebrate in figure skating and all of that. Those things, too, are scripted. What you're going to do for your gymnastics routine, what you're going to do for your figure skating routine, and you are judged on the performance. And it's very similar to wrestling in that you could really judge the performances if you wanted to. So if, if you're already tuning off because you're saying, well, you know, you're going to talk to somebody with a local pro wrestling outfit, you're kind of missing the point. This is a really enlightening conversation as to how a local operation operates and something to consider to go to. If you are a fan of pro wrestling... Obviously, the WWE and the AEW are not coming to Eau Claire anytime soon. Now, maybe once Son and Tag opens, you'll see that. One of them come in and do a house show. But you have not seen the major pro wrestling circuits come through here in eons. But you still have these local outfits. And it's fascinating to find out who actually performs in these. This isn't just the random guy you walk across at the gym who thinks he can quote-unquote be a pro wrestler no these are professionals that you see they come from the twin cities they come from the east coast these are professionals that people like pete king 
bring in. This is what they do for a for a living, and it's not nearly as seedy as maybe movies like The Wrestler portray it as. By the way, great Marissa Tomei flick. Uh, but it's not just the Mickey Rourke uh, performance in The Wrestler. Uh, it's it's a it's it's not quite as seedy. It's not quite as sad as the sort of the, the, the moving downhill spiral that they portrayed in Dwayne The Rock's uh, TV show with his father. It, it, there's a lot of people that are in these outfits that are, one, on their way up, and two, people that maybe have reached the peak of what they're going to do, but they're still going to give you a great effort and are very happy with what they are doing. So a, a great conversation. Don't just poo-poo it because it is professional wrestling, and that is something we're going to do a little bit more of. I think we're going to talk to people with the roller derby and people with the rugby in town to really highlight what these things are, and even if they're not things that you're going to really go to, they all have a great story. Speaking of the story, we're in February. The playoff brackets will start coming out. We have the playoff brackets for local high school hockey. They are out on the boys' side. Chai High is the number one seed in this section. Both North and Memorial will have home games next Tuesday. Uh, Memorial is a, is a four seed. They're dangerous in the postseason. And uh, so we'll keep an eye on, on that. Chai High, though, the number one seed in the section by the way in division two and remember they they added division two a couple of years ago menominee quietly is the number one seed in the d2 bracket for this section so we'll keep an eye on menominee and what the mustangs may accomplish over there in girls hockey the eau claire co-op and the chai high menominee co-op they're going to play each other this friday in chippewa falls so that'll be a humdinger of a matchup. Uh, Eau Claire and Chi High Memori- uh, Menominee playing each other Friday in, uh, in Chippewa. If not this Friday, it's next Friday, maybe. But they're, they're playing one of these Fridays uh, coming up. So that'll be a fun one. In basketball, we're a couple weeks away from the girls' brackets being announced and, and another week after that from the boys. In the girls' side of things, Altoona, has been hotter than a than a skillet left on an open flame overnight. They've they've put it together after a sluggish period. So uh, keep eyes on Altoona. Memorial continues to be very good on the girls' side of things. So you're going to have some teams that might be able to do something in girls' basketball. In boys' basketball, I heard a couple people mention this, and I have to agree. Eau Claire Memorial in boys' basketball for the longest time this year has looked like a team capable of going to the state tournament and it has been I used the term eons before it's been eons since North or Memorial got down to the Cole Center and there was a there as this season was going on a lot of optimism about what Memorial may be capable of and I still think that optimism should remain but they were dealt a devastating blow with that Cooper Jesperson news a couple of weeks ago. Jesperson, one of the leading scorers in the Big Rivers Conference, one of the leading rebounders as well, very much the furnace of the offense of that Memorial team. And, you know, and even when he's not scoring, he's drawing eyeballs 
towards him. He's gone down with a season-ending lower body injury, and he went down a couple of games ago with that. Now, Memorial, to their credit, went on and lost that game to River Falls, in which he was injured late in that game. But they did recover last week, won a couple of games, steadied the ship, and that's very impressive for that team because they, at least initially, did not let it snowball. That's very, very big. That helps to build that confidence right back up because guys look in the locker room and they know the reality of the situation. You lose your number one player. Everybody can talk about next man up and it's another opportunity, but there is no replacement for your number one player. doesn't matter what sport it is. There is no replacement. And what you have to do is you have to steady things and hope you find a new way of accomplishing something. Uh, when you lose your number one player, that is like that, that's like having one of your tires blow out in the middle of a cross-country drive. Now what you hope to do is, okay, are we able to, how far are we able to go on a spare tire, or do we not have a spare tire and we've got to pull off to the side of the road and it throws all the timing off? That's the key, and it looks like Memorial found a spare tire last week, and maybe before the end of the season, they're able to find a, 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 a permanent replacement to fill the gap, and they could still very much accomplish the, I think, growing optimistic expectations that they have. Memorial is a team that looks like they're going to win the BRC. They have a two-game lead over Hudson. You win the BRC, you're likely going to be the number one seed in the section. If not number one, you're going to be at minimum in the top four, probably one or two or maybe three. They've got a game against Marshfield to keep an eye on. But they're going to be a high seed, and we don't talk, we haven't talked about it before, but I think people forget there's going to be a little saltiness from this Memorial team as well in the postseason because last year they were a number one seed and got bounced in the first round in shocking fashion. So you, 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 whoever plays them in the first round or the second round even, they're probably not going to catch a sleeping Memorial team as long as Memorial is healthy going into that game. So we have that to keep an eye on here in the month of February, playoffs and all of that and, and seating procedures. And by the end of the month, we'll have games on the girls' side of things that will mean an awful lot. And next week, the boys' hockey. This is very, very much a fun time of the year. Uh, once you get to the playoff time and it's winter, go home, and great crowds and the energy around the schools and the energy around the communities. When we come back in a couple of weeks, we'll have brackets for girls' basketball. Also, we'll have blue golds postseason. That'll have shaken out with where teams are. Both hockey teams will have home playoff games, the men and the women. The women's basketball team has a chance to host one last playoff game at Zorn Arena, too. Uh, quietly, Zorn Arena is going to be hosting its final basketball games this month. So if you've not already made plans to, make plans to head out to Zorn Arena one more time. When we come back from this quick timeout, conversation with Pete King. He is the promoter and the operator of All Out Pro Wrestling. They are a local professional wrestling outfit. They bring in pro wrestlers from around the region and around the country, and they perform in various venues around the area, namely local high school venues. We learn all about this operation, where the wrestlers come from, where do they get their training, how do the storylines get developed, 
all of that uh, thing in a in a very open and honest interview. No one's going to be trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Okay, this isn't about trying to tell you, oh no, wrestling is is, is real. Well, wrestling is real in that that is real activities that are going on. It's just that it's determined who's going to win or whatnot. But as I said before, in my daughter's in gymnastics and figure skating, when my daughter's out on gymnastics, what she's going to do at what time with very little improvisation is done on the mat, on the beam, all of that. Same thing in figure skating. The only thing is that there's various judges that are extremely subjective are scoring on that. So I'm not saying figure skating and gymnastics are rigged. There's always been jokes, but they're, they're not rigged. But it's not like putting a ball in a goal or in baseball, rounding the bases. It's, it's, it's not black or white in those. So before you poo-poo wrestling, think about it a little bit more. It might not be a sport in the sense of uh, the outcomes, but what is done is extremely athletic. So this was a fun conversation, and we'll have that in just a moment here on the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toyson Ford. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. And welcome back to the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford. Uh, a fun conversation, a fun opportunity for us to chat about something that uh, I know a number of people out there find very, very entertaining. It, it walks the line between sports and entertainment, hence the reason it is sports entertainment. And that is professional wrestling. Uh, that is, yeah, the, the outcomes may be predetermined, but... What goes on in the ring is every bit is as athletic as anything else. In fact, uh, the when you see some of the stuff goes on, it is extremely uh, athletic. We've got a gentleman here who's joining us from a local organization that promotes professional wrestling and a chance for us to learn a little bit more about what this organization is. Pete King, he is the owner of All Out Professional Wrestling here in the Chippewa Valley and Western Wisconsin. I know they've got an event coming up. They do events all throughout the course of the year. We'll learn more about them. Pete, how's it going? Going good, Scott. Thanks for having me. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is All Out Pro Wrestling? Well, All Out Pro Wrestling is a family-friendly organization that's geared towards bringing family fun and like you said, sports entertainment to the Chippewa Valley and the surrounding areas. So, yeah, I know you guys uh, have had events uh, that have just happened and also uh, a couple of events coming up. Why don't you tell us what you guys have coming up right around the corner? Yes, we have a, a huge event uh, coming up over at the Owen Withy High School on February 17th. Um, all proceeds uh, benefit the Owen Withy FBLA organization that they have there at the school. Um, we have um, superstars like former WWE superstar JTG, who used to be 
a part of a tag team called Crime Time. Um, and then we have a former Impact and New Japan uh, wrestler, Mike Elgin. And then we have also a former two-time TNA Knockouts champion, uh, Allison Kay. So we got uh, all those coming in. We got Mean Great with them at 4 o'clock. And then, um, obviously, doors open at 5. Action starts at 6. We have a six-man uh, United States uh, ladder match uh, for the vacated uh, U.S. title. Also, we have some other matches going on. We have nine matches all together for that night. So a lot coming up for that. Before we continue on, where can people find more information about uh, that event coming up and maybe some of the other stuff you guys have? Yeah, the, the event itself is called Blizzard Bash 3. And you can get your tickets at uh, uh, brownpapertickets.com. Uh, otherwise, you can go to our Facebook page at All All Pro Wrestling. Now, this is one of the things, as you mentioned, that event's going to be at Owen Withy, I know you guys have performed at a number of uh, high school gymnasiums. So obviously this is not the 15,000 seat venues that some people might see on television, but there is a charm uh, to these venues, the high school gymnasium. Sometimes you'll see uh, these events at VFWs and the things like that. Uh, that being yes. said, you know, where do you guys typically hold your events and what sort of benefits does that bring Obviously, the nice, big, shiny, you know, 15,000-seat arena has got some toys that are nice to play with, but what benefits do the smaller venues have for you? Well, you know, the I think the, the smaller venues uh, caters more of a community um, aspect of it. Um, yes, you have your WWE and your AEW. Uh, they they have the, the backing behind it to use those big venues um because they had the big stars you know and that's one thing that that we as independent pro wrestlers or pro promotions um we don't we don't have that kind of luxury um and so what we try to do is is cater to our uh community who can't go to these big events you know like going over to the cities well some people don't don't want to drive that hour, hour and a half drive to see pro wrestling. They'll, they hope that something happens in their community. And that's what we try to do is we try to, you know, put our, our promotion to, you know, out for every uh, town out there. So um, in our primary um, venue has been the uh, Chai High High School here in Chippewa Falls. Um and we actually have an event coming up in March as well uh, at Chai High. So it's it's one of the things that we like to do um, is doing our, our events in high schools or bigger uh, venues. That gives us more opportunity for more people to come in and, and to watch our show, as well as for our wrestlers who can actually do a lot more um, maneuvering and you know, jumping off the top rope or diving over the ropes or you know that kind of thing. Uh, whereas you're, you know, you like you said, uh, the BFWs, 
the American legions, the smaller venues, uh, they typically have your low ceiling. So, you know, yes, it, those are nice to, to have, you know, for the smaller, um, smaller shows. Uh, but as a promotion for us, uh, we like our, our bigger, um, venues uh, just to showcase what a lot of our talent can do. And that's a lot of the high flying stuff. So it's, you'd said that for this upcoming show, you guys had some, uh, some, 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 some people that have performed at, uh, with higher outfits, uh, you know, things of that nature. That being said, where do most of your athletes, uh, come from uh, some that no doubt have had experience at higher levels, but, uh, I would assume there's a number that uh, are are within the region that maybe are hoping that this is the springboard or just an opportunity to get a taste of professional wrestling, even if AEW, WWE, Impact aren't in their future. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the talent that we usually use um, stems from mostly up here in the upper Midwest. Uh down in the Chicago area, over in Michigan. Um, most of them actually come over from uh, the Twin Cities. So, um, And then we've actually had uh, some independent wrestlers that have actually come from as far as Pennsylvania. They'll make the drive over, you know, 16-hour drive just to come to do our show. Um, and then, you know, we've had some from Missouri. So, We've, we bring in a lot of, of talent, mostly from the upper Midwest. Um, but, you know, there on occasion we'll, we'll figure in some other talent that, that are willing to, to do the work. And, uh, you know, they, want, they enjoy doing this so much that they were, are willing to drive, you know, a different amount of hours just to come to our show. Now, that being said, uh, of course, a big part of, of, of all sports and this includes wrestling, is creating that narrative and those storylines that happen. Of course, in wrestling, it can be a little bit more controlled uh, with the storylines. Is there a difficulty in developing a storyline, developing a narrative, when you have athletes that are, that are so spread out as opposed to, say, the WWE that has a stable of, of wrestlers and they're performing multiple times uh, in a in a week yeah that, i mean that's that's the one thing that we we try to do is having some sort of a storyline um uh, for us it's usually having like two or three of them uh there are times where you know we just match up you know wrestlers with different wrestlers and you know they might not have a, a rivalry um Whereas, you know, we can, you know, like with our, our title um, uh, wrestlers, you know, with the heavyweight and the tag and the women's, you know, we can use that as our storyline setup. Um, and, and it all depends, too, on who's available. I mean, there might not be, you know, you know, a set amount of, of wrestlers that are available for a certain date. So we have to kind of plan our storyline as well around that. What type of training goes in for these athletes to be professional wrestlers? Uh, I think people have become a little bit more familiar with various uh, series that are on television and even with the internet to learn that this isn't just you know, some people that maybe 
have an athletic background that are able just to jump into a ring and do quote unquote pretend fighting because there is <laughs> real real stress on the body that goes on. There's a skill to the the performative art that uh, this that this is. So are there various training areas in the Midwest they're able to come from and 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 just on a day to day basis, what do these athletes have to do to stay in tip top condition? Well, there there is a lot of uh, uh, training facilities, and you'd be surprised in, in you know how many there are. Um, and a, a lot of the, the guys that we use have been professionally trained. Um, and there's a few exceptions where actually some have actually been trained on the spot at shows or what they would call backyard. <laughs> wrestling um you know where they just uh, throw in a, a couple of mattresses on the backyard and and just have at her but uh this but for the most part we usually use uh, a lot of uh, wrestlers that actually have been professional trained so um I, and for example uh there's actually a wrestling school over in the twin cities called the academy and that is actually run by a former uh, pro wrestler from the WWE and TNA, uh, Mr. Anderson. Um, back in WWE, he was known as Mr. Kennedy. Um, he actually has his own wrestling school uh, over there, like I said, in, in the Twin Cities. And we use a lot of his students uh, from that school. So, you know, everybody needs to be trained. And especially nowadays when a lot of them are you know, doing these incredible uh, uh, moves, um, jumping off the top rope or diving over the rope and doing these weird uh, moves, most have to be actually trained uh, to do a lot of this stuff. So, yeah. Got time for a couple more, couple more questions right. and I, and I, and I, I always like to ask uh, this question whenever I come across somebody in professional wrestling, and that is, as we know, you know, a lot of what goes on in the ring has been uh, sort of scripted out. There's a plan that's in place. That being said, how much improv, not not just not, not just how does improv occur in the ring, how much has to occur in the ring between the two wrestlers and the referee to choreograph? Uh, because they may have a plan for how they want it to to kind of go, but you sometimes have to pivot on the spot, don't you? Yeah, I mean it's a lot of it. You know, like like you said in the beginning, a lot of it's choreographed, a lot of it's planned um, backstage uh, with the wrestlers. That you know, like you have a, one wrestler and going up against Mister. Those two actually sit down and talk about what they want to do throughout the match and how they want to prepare uh, themselves for that match. Um, and then when they actually, the match starts, that's where things kind of like it's, it's all improv. A um, lot of it, you know, is, you know, something might happen wrong or something is, you know, it's like, Oh wait, this might be, better to do than this so like you know it's it's all improv 
uh, for the most part. Um, I know a lot of wrestlers will take each other outside the ring and they might like hold one of the wrestlers and they'll have like the kids come over and start hitting them or something. That's improv. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's all on a whim and it's all on those guys to, to put on a great show to, um, make it entertaining for the fans. So. And Pete, before we let you go and, and, and it's, uh, the opportunity that I know everybody that's involved in professional wrestling likes to likes to have, but here's your opportunity. Are there any misnomers about what you guys do with professional wrestling that you want to try to clear, clear up? I know, I know one obviously again is that it's, 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 it's very much athletic. And, and while it might be choreographed, the injuries are real, the risks are real and, and that sort of thing. Uh, this is not just something somebody can get off the couch and just uh, and just do. But any other misnomers about either the the professional wrestling in general or about what you guys do on a local level? Um, well, I mean, really, there's no other you know rumor. I mean, you know, back in in the early days, you know, people you know found wrestling captivating and entertaining and when you know the the news came out that um these wrestlers choreographed their their matches and it's all fake so to speak um you know that kind of came out like years ago so there's really no rumor to anything about that anymore um but you know to to run a, a promotion like we do um it's not easy and that's one thing that people think too that you know it's like oh you could just willy nilly just uh, start up a promotion you know it's just going to be easy it, and I mean we've had our ups and downs you know bad times and good um, for for our promotion and um, it's it's not an easy thing and you know trying to book venues trying to book wrestlers and make sure everybody is you know uh, you know scheduled for that certain date and then something happens. So a wrestler, then you got to find a replacement for them. Um, it's, it gets kind of stressful at times, but um, once we put on the show and everybody is thoroughly entertained, that's then it's all worth it. Once again, thank you to Pete King for his time. Check out all out pro wrestling on Facebook, updates on the event that he talks about there. Plus, I know they've got another event they have announced since we had that interview recorded a few days ago. All Out Pro Wrestling. I think there's some other outfits in town as well. And as we always say, support those things going on locally. Uh, give it a try. If you like pro wrestling, if you like WWE, if you like AEW, hey, go on out, check out one of these events, low cost. I mean, what, what's the worst thing that happens? You go and you say, ah, I didn't really like it. That's the worst thing that could happen. You still got outside and you did something, and very likely you'll like it as well. That'll do it for this podcast. On behalf of everyone who made it possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.